Hail you Nostalgic Game Show contestants. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. The thing about this show, Kendra, is that one of us is a 9021 expert, not to toot ah. anybody's horn, and the other, 9021 novice. But I'm working on it, yes, and I that's know. all I can say. You say that every time. That's what a <laughs> novice is. You're learning. <laughs> I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. That's all I'm saying. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. So after we're completely done, can we do the whole series again? But this time I also get to say that I'm an expert. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or like the next level up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a 9021 no Jedi master, and you're yeah. like a Jedi knight? Because I guess you're like yeah. a Padawan now? Yeah. Can we just okay. turn everything into Star Wars? Stuff. Yeah, we can. Cool. You know what? And now, now we've officially crossed over with this Endorian life right here on the Radio Meanwhile Network. Is, my cousin has been watching Star Wars for the first time, and we have been uh, arguing a lot over oh, text. So that's interesting. Been fun. Interesting. Uh, has she watched the Ewok show? Might I suggest? <laughs> no, the baby Ewoks. steps. Baby. She's just watching the movies for the first time. Okay. Okay. So yeah, but she she's seen the six and Rogue One and Solo. Now. Okay. Okay. So. Anyway, you can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcast. Today, we are discussing the non-streamable season five episode twenty-five, Double Jeopardy. Not streamable. Can't do it. Got to get those discs. Digital video discs. Let's crack open the condor. Cacaw. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. <laughs> this episode originally aired on March 29th of 1995. Okay. Couple of birthdays. March 30th, Ein Ziering turned 31. And April 1st, Matt Lanter, who plays Liam in the CW years, turned 12. Speaking of Star Wars, he's the voice of Anakin in Clone Wars and all sorts of other things. So right there. Oh my goodness. We brought it back. Let's talk about Star Wars throughout the whole episode. Okay. How how many connections can we make? A lot. One passing to mention, March 31st, Tejano singer Selena was shot and killed by her assistant and former fan club president who had recently been caught embezzling money from the fan club. Yikes. I don't know anything about Selena. I knew she died tragically. I actually didn't know that that's how she died. Yeah. That's awful. That's that's news to me as well. I've never seen the movie. I I didn't know much about it. So, yeah, that's that's a story right there. Yeah. Movies. Wow. Academy Awards. Another one. Yeah. They, they come every year, every, so I don't know why I'm an, surprised. It's an annual thing, yeah. <laughs> March 26th, the 68th Academy Awards. Best film went to Braveheart. I haven't seen it. I've seen half of it. Okay. No, I don't know. That's probably generous. Okay. <laughs> That's probably generous. Best director went to Mel Gibson for Braveheart. Ugh. Best <laughs> Best actress went to Susan Sarandon for Dead Man Walking. Hmm. Best actor went to Nicolas Cage for Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> Remember Nicolas when Nic- Cage has an Oscar he does. for Best Actor? I feel like he has more than one. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Mm. But at least one. You're probably right. Okay. And Best Original Song went to Colors of the Wind from oh Pocahontas. Is there anything more mid-90s than Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas? It's going to be stuck in my head all day now. Yeah, good. Lo- love that song. Paint with those colors. <laughs> On March 31st, Tommy Boy with Chris Farley and David Spade premiered. Did it win an Academy Award? Uh, not that I know of, but okay. I guess we'll see okay. in the next year. In the 69th never... annual Academy Awards. <laughs> I've never seen Tommy Boy. I haven't seen a lot of Chris Farley uh, outside of SNL. Okay. Not like Beverly Hills Ninja or... <laughs> no. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's not for me. All right. <laughs> TV on April 3rd, Daniel Steele's Vanished made for TV movie debuted on NBC featuring Melrose Place star Lisa Rena. Oh, not a great character on Melrose Place. Mm. Not great. What about in Vanished? I uh, haven't seen it. She was pretty good on Days of Our Lives. She was she was on Days of Our Lives back when I used to sneak up to the attic TV and watch Days of Our Lives as a child. <laughs> the, attic. The, <laughs> the attic. attic. TV. Yeah, the attic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Music-wise, on April 4th, Sugar Ray's debut album, Lemonade and Brownies, dropped. 
How do you feel it's a about weird combination? I don't like it either. How do you feel about Sugar Ray though? Uh, I like some Sugar Ray. Oh my goodness, Eric's yelling at the podcast right now. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say I like some Sugar Ray. Have you? <laughs> have you guys done any Sugar Ray over on '90s Music Got Me Like? I don't think so. What's their big song? You're asking me. Oh goodness. I, I shouldn't even. Seriously, your husband's just gonna scream at this podcast. But I, I get. <laughs> Smash Mouth, Chumbawamba, and Sugar Ray. I cannot separate them in my mind. I'm not saying they sound alike. It's just they're all orbiting the no. same space no, in I my head. It. And I I'm get just it. like, which song goes to which? I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry, Chumbawamba Eric. It's like a very British band, and Sugar Ray is very not. It's, but it's the, okay. same, the same time frame. I feel like I we did. I feel like we did fly. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that we talked about fly okay. on the podcast. Okay. So... There you go. All right. <laughs> if we have it, we will. Yes. All right. One more thing to mention. On April 3rd, Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman to hold the position of Supreme Court Justice, would hit another milestone when she became the first woman to preside over the Supreme Court during Judge Rehnquist's absence. Yeah. First, Excellent. doesn't that seem crazy? The first nomination for a female to, well, I don't know if it's the first nomination, but the first woman to actually sit on the Supreme Court was nominated by Ronald Reagan. Like, in the 80s. Yeah. There's just a, yeah. Lot of, just a lot of time before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pretty so crazy. Reagan was just like, well, I guess women have learned how to be lawyers now. I'm going to nominate I guess one. I can do things. Is that a good Ronald Reagan impression? I wouldn't say good, but I think you, <laughs> somebody would probably be like, I get what he's doing. You know? All right. Right. It's, uh, what's the... I didn't say anything about the Gipper. I think you have to say, like, do it for the Gipper. If you're really going to Subversive? Is that the word I'm looking for? Reagan. It's subversive? Could be. Sure. <laughs> All right, Nick. Take us beyond the zip code. I will. Dustin Milligan, who plays Ethan Ward in the CW era, would go on to work on several high-profile projects, including the role of Josh Carter in the 2021 Peacock series, Rutherford Falls. Oh, cool. Has anyone watched Rutherford Falls? In the world? I haven't, but I don't have Peacock. I yeah. feel like I would have if I had Peacock. What the heck with Peacock? I don't understand. When they were rolling it out, they were like, everything's free. And then you go on Peacock and it's like, oh no, only, sorry, only the crappy stuff is free. And yeah. there's tons of commercials. You want to watch good yeah. stuff? No. Pay for Peacock Premium. Do you have any original shows? No. You have three? No, thank you. So sorry, <laughs> Dustin Milligan. Yeah. Peacock. One day. One day when everything is... Back to cable, yeah. When back to cable, because you know that's the way it's going. That is, then I will see these things. We did a purge recently, not relevant to nine hundred two and zero, but we did a major purge of like, do we need this streaming service? Do we need this recurring Mm. payment? Cut a lot of strings, Kendra. We cut a lot of things. Yeah, I feel like we're in a pretty good place right now. We've got we've got the essentials. We have many things like. They're free because they came with like oh, our cable yeah. or mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're in a good place. I haven't cared about Netflix in a good long while. How do you yeah. feel about? How do you feel about? That? I still I still watch a lot of stuff on do Netflix. You? Okay, we okay. watch a lot of movies on Netflix for sure. Okay, um, but I feel like I feel like I still watch a lot of shows on Netflix as well. Hmm. All right. So well, congratulations on being basic. <laughs> hey, what can I say? I gotta watch Emily in Paris season two. I know. Created by Darren Starr, who also created I know. I know, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Okay, let's look at our synopsis for Double Jeopardy. And it is an IMDb synopsis. Yes. Brandon and Claire have the same bad dreams involving Jeopardy host Alex Trebek and announcer Johnny Gilbert while competing with each other and Andrea for a spot in the show's college tournament. After learning from Andrea about her affair, Jesse moves in with Dylan and talks about the possibility of divorce, while Dylan tries to reason with him to make up with her. Meanwhile, the reconciliation of Mel and Jackie gives David hope of reuniting with Donna, whom he still has feelings for. It's a very serviceable synopsis. Low Valerie That's what vibes. In True. This, not a lot uh, of Valerie. Not a ton. Not a lot of Valerie. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was directed by Richard Lang, and here's an interesting thing. Written by Sam Sarker and Christine McCarthy. Do you know who Christine McCarthy is? Christina Lee, who played Emily Valentine. 
Well, that's funny. Yes, she's writing under her real name. So it's, she's not credited as Christina Lee. She's credited as Christine McCarthy. Uh, and she wrote two episodes after this. First of three. Cool. And I'm trying to think. I know Ian Ziering got at least a story credit in the um, Milton Berle episode. But I think this is the uh, first yeah. time that an episode has been legit written by, written. A, by a former cast member. Yeah. So Directed, but yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, let's see. So a couple of recurring cast members here. We have Ann Gillespie back as Jackie Taylor. Matthew Lawrence as Mel Silver. I like women, Jackie. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Pryor back as Chancellor Arnold. A couple of final appearances here. One's a head scratcher. Bess Meisler is making her final appearance as Grandma Rose in flashback, not even with Gabrielle Carteris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a flashback. <laughs> in a flashback. Uh, but they got Grandma Rose. So this is Grandma Rose appeared for a total of four times in the series. The first one, as you recall, played by Lady Kazan. The next three, Bess Meisler. And this is a so long, Bess. Thanks for the memories. Final appearance of Paige and Ryan Kettner as Aaron Silver. Next time we see Aaron, she's probably going to be a little older. A little older. A little bit. Just a skosh older. Older than is reasonable. Uh, some other cast members this time. We have one Alex Trebek. Best known for his role of Arthur Martin in a 1978 episode of Vegas. And also served as Jeopardy host for 37 seasons from 1984 up until his death in 2020. Such a loss. That's for sure. For real. It was cool to see him. I know. It was nice. He was fun. Like, he got some stuff to do also. Like, in the dreams, he was like, why do we got this clown? You know, a lot of fun stuff. (laughs) A lot of fun stuff there. And, of course, Alex Trebek has popped up as Alex Trebek in everything. Yeah. You know, the Golden Girls, the X-Files, Ryan Reynolds, Free Guy uh, in 2021. (laughs) So he's just, uh, he's everywhere. Yeah. We also heard, I don't think we ever saw, but we heard Johnny Gilbert, who's been the Jeopardy announcer since 1984, still doing it as of our time of recording in 2022. Yes, he is. Wow. You know, uh, speaking of Jeopardy, there's a new champion who is about to beat out Ken Jennings' record. Is that true? Yeah, the woman who's on now, she uh, she she is second now only to Ken Jennings. Yeah, but it's it's a long spread. She's got like thirty eight wins, and he's got like seventy five wins. Well, maybe she'll do it. Maybe she will. Maybe she will. Uh, we have Stephanie Bader as a young Andrea, so she's the one who's like, "Wow, Grandma Rose, let's watch Jeopardy." With my Barbie. She also played young Sammy Brady in Days of Our Lives, which has already got name dropped in this episode. Uh, finally, we have Chatton Anderson, who plays a contestant uh, on Jeopardy. She doesn't really get much screen time here, but I wanted to mention it because she first appeared as a bit part on Models, Inc., then two episodes of Melrose Place, and then 90210. So she's one of the few to be on all three series. I feel like at this point, it's basically her and Grant show. So, you know. Nice. Good company, I guess. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. Double Jeopardy. That means it's worth more points. (laughs) (laughs) We start at the Walsh house where they are watching Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say right off the bat, are you a, do you like Jeopardy? Are you a big Jeopardy watcher? Uh, I would not say I'm a big Jeopardy watcher. I I enjoy it when I see it, but I don't seek it out. I feel like when I had cable, I watched Jeopardy a lot. That's true. That's true. When you could just pop really over to the channel, Jeopardy. I think we did watch it more. Yeah. yeah. I always enjoy it. And, and like Andrea, I watched it a lot with my grandma. She uh, always, every single night, had to watch Wheel of Fortune okay. and Jeopardy. I was definitely a Price is Right kid. Watched a lot of Price is oh, Right. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I did like the Price is Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So they're watching Jeopardy, and Brandon is a smart aleck and knows all the answers. Mm-hmm. Yep. He keeps... Uh, getting the answers right when Jim is getting them wrong. Yep. He is going to, he submitted his name. I guess it, it was a postcard that they had to send in with I their guess. name. Yeah, they for keep college. talking about, I sent in my postcard uh, for college Jeopardy. We get, so we, get then, a, we get a little Brenda reference. Cindy's like, he was always great at this Brenda too. And I'm like, was she? <laughs> was Brenda great at Jeopardy, maybe, Cindy? I don't think maybe so. Maybe she was. I don't think so. So he heard... Uh, back from them that he is going to get to take the test and possibly get on the show. So he goes to call Andrea because he knows that she also submitted to be on the show. Yes. Kelly follows him into the kitchen and makes him hang up the phone and says it's not a good time to talk to Andrea right right now. 
but she can't say why. Right. And then after very little pressure from Brandon, None. she's like, okay, she had an affair. No pressure. <laughs> now, I don't, we didn't see Andrea and Kelly have this conversation, did we? I was trying to remember no. as this happened. Okay. So no. This is just... In fact, I was like, is this the right episode? I know. <laughs> do, we, do we miss something? But no, yeah. apparently... Apparently, she talked to Kelly yeah, about it. Yeah. Well, we kind of talked about that in the previous episode where it was like, it makes sense that it was Dylan, but like Kelly also would have been an obvious one for her to talk to about it. So I guess they kind of felt the same way and were like, guess what? <laughs> Off camera, <Yeah>. it happened. <laughs> um, hey, this is random, but okay. Eric and I, Eric is wanting to watch the films of 1999 for some reason. So it was Man. my. <laughs> Nothing, was, nothing. I mean, it be, was a great year for movies. I know. But. It's just like that. I mean, the, the average listener doesn't know your husband. But let me just say, that is one of the most Eric things that I ever could have heard in my life. He also... <laughs> I, it's I mean, also, if you look at the list of movies from 99, it's just like great one after great one. But so. it's also worth noting that you could pick any year. For it. You could be like, hey, Eric, what were the top movies in 1972? And he'd be like, oh, 1972, gee, there's blah, 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 blah. I yeah. can't even think of one in this joke example, and he could no. rattle them off. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he is really, really good at remembering dates and years yeah. uh, of movies. Yeah, So yeah. Anyway, so we it was my pick. I chose She's All That, which came out in 1999. Neither of us had ever seen it. And there's this hilarious bit in the middle of it where her dad is watching Jeopardy. Okay. And he keeps saying the total wrong answers. And then you hear Alex Trebek say the right answer. And it goes on for a very... It just keeps, like, cutting back to him saying the wrong answer. Very funny. That's very funny. I always think of the scene in Groundhog Day when he's sitting in the like the common room of the bed and breakfast, just like throwing off all the answers, yeah. and everybody's just like their mind is blown, <laughs> and he's just like dead faced. What is Lake Titty Kaka? So funny. So yeah. funny. <laughs> okay. After the intro, we go to Andrea and Jesse's. They are arriving home. They just went to some couples counseling. Jesse thinks it's a waste of time. He doesn't yeah. want to talk to a therapist about how he's feeling. Andrea says, well, tell me how you're feeling. And he says, you're not the girl I fell in love with anymore. She was driven. She was smart. I don't know what he said. Not smart. That's not what he says. But No, he's, he's basically she, like she was tenacious. She went after yeah. things and stuff. I felt like there was this in a later scene with Andrea. I felt like there was a little bit of acknowledging the change in the character. You know, mm-hmm. and I felt like that was helpful because she is kind of unrecognizable from even season four, Andrea. Yeah. So yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I agree. And like we've talked about that a lot on this show, how yeah. it's just like, well, this is not Andrea that yeah. we knew. Um, so, I mean, he's right. But also, I mean, she's got this job at the hospital. Like yeah. she's not just sitting on her butt. No. Well, and she she throws it right back at him. She's like, yeah, I got pregnant sport. And, uh, you know, and we, we did that together, we were both involved in that. So yeah. let's consider that, which is, again, a great point, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're kind of acknowledging some of the issues with this storyline here. Well, too little yeah. too late, but they're doing yeah. it. Yes. Jesse throws out something about Peter and she says that that's not fair. And he says, what is fair? Which, I, which is the first of my notes, because I was like, what does that mean? What is fair? What is fair? Yeah, because Andre's like, don't don't hassle me about decisions we made together. And he was like, I don't remember being consulted about Peter. That's not fair. What is fair? And I don't know what the, what point he's trying to make. But then he leaves. And I'm like, I guess Life's that's... Life's not fair, I, I guess. I guess that's his exit line. I don't know. It's not strong. I don't know. <laughs> At the student union, Steve is quizzing Brandon, mm-hmm. getting him ready for Jeopardy. He's saying that, you know, you can know the answers, but the real test comes with the buzzer you've got to have a good reaction time on the yep. buzzer you have to buzz in even if you buzz it don't know buzz it. <laughs> the answer mm-hmm. donna and claire join the conversation steve has every confidence in brandon and claire says well they only pick one person from each college and uh it's probably going to be me yeah yeah and she's very confident that she is going to get on the show and do very well it was, at this, it was at this moment where I was kind of like, is Brandon super smart? Is that a fact we've known? I guess I guess I don't doubt it. He's, I don't know that they throw it out there yeah, all the time. I mean, he's studious. He's a square. He's a go-getter. Doesn't mean he's smart. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, Claire has a perfect 4.0 grade point average. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Yeah. So after Claire leaves, it's just Donna talking to the two of them. And uh, she's like, good luck. She plays Jeopardy on the computer every night for hours. I did used to French. play. I did used to play Jeopardy on a computer on like a Commodore sixty four, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So okay, then we go to Jackie's house. <laughs> um, David and Kelly walk in on nothing's happening. It's Aaron and Mel and Jackie are just like hanging out on the bed. Yeah, together under the, under the covers. Yeah, in like a robe. Yeah, and. They seem very confused, though we learned she learned in the last episode that Mel was moving back in. So I don't know why she's that shocked. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't remember because she, she was drunk. She was pretty blasted. Was it a sure thing? I think it was she was considering Jackie was considering it. Okay. But they well, did they did act as if they went from Mel and Jackie screaming at each other for them just like being in bed. Yeah. So they take Aaron and and leave yeah and jackie and mel think it's hilarious <laughs> they're like what's going on here and mel's like take a guess take a really wild guess <laughs> oh mel so david cannot believe that jackie forgave her dad after everything that happened and asked kelly if she would forgive someone who did that to her and kelly says well maybe i guess it would depend on the situation and how contrite they were and how much i loved them and David says he wishes he could be forgiven. Not aww, by Claire, aww. but by Donna. Uh, I liked that we had a Kelly David scene. I, I know. Say. It felt so nice to it's, see them brother-sistering It's been like again. three seasons since that last happened. Also, I'm a little more on board with Kelly's style in this episode. Yes! Yeah. I made a note about yeah. it, I think, because she looked... I don't even know what the difference was. Was it her yeah. hair? Was it her clothes? I don't know what it was, but she yeah. looked... Well, alive again <laughs> the, hair, the hair is definitely better and it's not like a, a shot out of the park she sort of went from pastor's wife to cool aunt yeah you know what i mean yeah. but it's a step in the it right direction a, absolutely absolutely <laughs> no, no at kelly donna claire's donna is trying to get in touch with ray and he's not at the hotel she's she's unable to get in touch with him yeah Claire is playing Jeopardy online, mm -hmm. as she does. Every night, in French. Every single night, <laughs> in French, yeah. But she comes over to talk to Donna. Donna is a little scared that she's out of sight, out of mind, when it, when it comes to Ray. But Claire says, you know, well, you always have David waiting in the wings if it doesn't <laughs> work out with Ray. So I guess these two are cool with each other. Claire says she doesn't blame Donna, even though Donna was also kissing David. That's true. Yeah. I mean, but she doesn't, I, they're, they're cool, I guess. I really need, I, I wish I could remember. I feel like Donna was in the room when David said he was still in love with her. No, but, she was. But she absolutely was. But nobody's acting like that, including Donna. She's like, we're just chums. We're yeah. just BFFs. And I'm like, but he said he was in love with you. He, they all were definitely in the room because it was, you. it was awkward. So, yeah, I know. It's weird. It's, it's, there's several things in this episode where they're kind of acting like nothing happened in yeah. the last episode. Hey, so. speaking, speaking of the last episode, we got a comment on Facebook that the character of, is it Tuck? Brandon was playing like yeah. Tuck. Tuck, yeah. Was actually based on a real, it's either Puck or Tuck, I can't remember, was based on a real character from the real world, like a real guy. Like with the uh, hat and the look uh, and everything. They were like spoofing an actual thing in the real world, which I totally missed because I was not watching it and you missed yeah. because you were in pre-K. So uh, Yeah, I was you know I wasn't allowed to watch that show. Right, of course not. Yeah. So anyway, that, thank that's you. That's really funny. Thank you to yes. our Facebook listener there. That's why we need the listeners. <laughs> that is Kendra. <laughs> so as they're talking, the Chancellor calls to talk to Claire and basically troll Brandon, who's sitting right in front of him in yeah. his office, and he's like, Oh, Claire's saying that you're going down. I can't remember what yeah. he says. Something about uh, the only category he's going to get correct is funny haircuts. Pretty good something. line. Pretty good old man joke. Like, it was funny yeah. as an old man joke. Um, yeah. I liked the whole scene. I also really liked the, ch the childhood picture of Kathleen Robertson sitting on his desk. Did you notice that? Oh, I didn't notice Very that. Very cute. Very cute. <laughs> At the Peach Pit, Jesse comes in looking 
worn and tired, and Nat is worried about him. To be fair, Jesse always looks worn and tired. He does, okay. yeah. Well, he's a dad trying to be a lawyer. So. Remember when he was like a sexy flair bartender? Yeah. Now he just wears like three-button cotton pants and pleated dockers and... <laughs> Yep. It's sad. Sad Jesse sees sees Dylan sitting in the corner working on a screenplay, I assume, and goes over to talk with him and, uh, you know, says he knows Andrea told him that Dylan saw her at the motel. And so he's aware of of all that. He also says that he has no place to live Mm -hmm. right now. Not subtly. Not subtly. (laughs) No. No. And Dylan starts to say, well, hey, if you need, and Jesse's like, oh, thank you. I'll, I'll only stay at your house for a few days. And Dylan's like, no, no, no. I was like going to loan you some money. <laughs> but Jesse convinces him to let him stay, even though Dylan is worried that it's going to seem like he's getting in the middle, taking, taking sides. sides. Yeah. Which uh, at this point, I got to say, Dylan needs to reach out to Andrea and be like, look, Jesse's needing a place to stay. I'm not taking his side. Do you care if he stays with me? I think he owes her that. He doesn't do it. Yeah, he should clear it with her. He Though should. when when he, she's told that later, it doesn't really seem like she cares. But No, but I still think like a good friending would have been to be like, let me check about this and I'll get yeah. back to you, Jesse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the Walsh house, Brandon is having a dream. It's not apparent right away, but he is having a dream about being on Jeopardy. Alex Trebek is interviewing the person before him, and he says he likes to translate German manuals in his spare time. Mm -hmm. And I, out loud, was like, ugh. (laughs) Gross. So then it's Brandon's turn to be interviewed, and Alex stops stops the rolling of the cameras. And he's like, why why do we have this guy? Look at his GPA. It's like a 3.2. What about that other girl that was from CU. She had physical beauty and cosmopolitan street smarts. Yeah, yeah. Is Physi- what they say about her. Physical beauty. Thank goodness they got that in there. <laughs> uh, and then Alex says, why do we have this clown? And it pans back to Brandon and he's dressed like a clown. Full clown regalia, yeah. Pretty funny. It and was. it does that like zoom in out really yeah. quick. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you notice there was a couple of times when the scene music, when the scene change music was actually like the Jeopardy thing being like, and then it would transition no, to the scene. I didn't notice It was kind of like mixed with the regular scene change music. And I liked that. I thought that was a fun touch. That's funny. Okay. So it's the next day and they are at Jeopardy getting ready to take, I guess you take a written test yeah. first to, you know, weed out people. The idiots. Steve Steve is not doing a good job psyching up Brandon. He's kind of just stressing him out more. Right, yeah. And then Claire comes over to say that, you know, 90% of people fail the written test to get in his head even more, I suppose. And then they are called in to take the test. Right. Back at Dylan's, Jesse is the loudest person alive, I (laughs) guess. He's just like opening cabinets and shutting them loudly. Yep. He's like, Dylan, you want some coffee? You want me to work around your house? What are you working on? Like, bending over, putting his butt yeah, in his face. Yeah, he's bending over his shoulder, like, looking at this, like, flipping through the pages. <laughs> he's, like, super obnoxious. I loved it. <laughs> Jesse then sits down and tries to get Dylan to tell him more about the affair. Like, what do you know? What did you see? Yeah, and- well, it, it's it's a bit of a transition because Dylan is like, yeah, I've been working with my friend Charlie down at his motel. And he's like, oh, the Peter Andrea sex motel. Yeah. And Dylan's <laughs> like, hey, sorry, man. And he's like, tell me everything. Yeah. <laughs> but Dylan is like, hey, the part of the thing with you staying here is that we weren't going to talk about Andrea. Right. And Jess is like, but I need, I need, I want to know. Yeah. What do you know? I feel like there's not a ton more to tell. Like, no. what really did, does Dylan know that he probably doesn't no, already know? Dylan makes up a whole, he's like, there were whips and chains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, Jesse's like, okay, okay, all right. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah, he says, not another word. And then he gets up, goes back in the kitchen, opens some cabinets, and then asks if Dylan has decaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Dylan. Poor Dylan. He just wants to write a screenplay? A sci-fi screenplay? Screenplay. Back 
at the Jeopardy set. Brandon and Claire are kind of sitting together. There's like a desk between them. And they are like, oh, this is so silly. People are pitting us against each other. You know, we're not competing. And Brandon's like, odds are they're not going to pick either of us. And Claire's like, well, (laughs) I think I have a pretty good chance. Yeah, she's got wit. She's got charm, you know? Yeah. She's got cosmopolitan street smarts. Yeah, and and physical beauty, which is important and appropriate to say. <laughs> many, I, I think, many Jeopardy contestants are yeah. the most beautiful people. But do they have physical beauty? <laughs> okay, so the first question—it's actually—it's on a TV screen, and it's like Alex is asking the questions, and they're on a TV screen, but then they're writing their answers. Right, and it's not even like Jeopardy. It doesn't even look like a Jeopardy clue. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? What are you doing, yeah. Jeopardy? But it's something about. Is is it what musical or what play? The line is men seldom make passes at girls who wear glasses. Do you know yeah. what that's from? He said what what round table philosopher said that. Oh, okay. I I didn't know what that was. Yeah. But Claire knows the answer. She's looking very smug about it and Brandon kind of looks over at her and Claire accuses him of cheating and looking right. at her paper. The next question is a sports question, which Brandon is very confident about, about, and Claire is not. Not so much. Not so much. Try answering that one in French, Claire. (laughs) Back on campus, Cindy and Valerie are hanging out. Because apparently they both go to college. They both go to CU. Because in the last episode, when Valerie's on campus, Steve's like, what are you doing here? But now (laughs) Valerie's like, yep, I'm just running a business and going to college as I always have. I'm chaos. I'm chaos embodied. Cindy is very impressed that she's able to run the peach pit and go to school at the same time. And Mm -hmm. Valerie's like, it's basically running itself now. I don't really have to do too much. That's how it works. And Cindy's like, Jim and I are going to come down there and we're going to dance. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. So fun. Andrea then arrives and asks if Cindy can watch Hannah because she's got something she has to do and Jesse's not there. She's kind of in a bind. Cindy is not able to, but Valerie is free for the rest of the day. Yeah. So she offers to watch Hannah, which Andrea is very skeptical about visibly, mm-hmm. but uh, she lets Valerie take well, Hannah. Cindy kind of vouches. Valerie's like, I practically raised my siblings, and Cindy's like, that's true. She's great with kids. Yeah. And, and Andrea So they're going to they're gonna meet up at the Peach Pit after dark later so she can pick up Hannah. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, I I don't think that I would do that. I was, and still am, very paranoid about like who watches my son. Yeah. The list was basically my brother, or you and Eric. That was it. That was the extent. We never leave. And I don't live there anymore. I know. And your brother is not super close. Stupid. I mean, he's he's closer than we are. Closer than but. North Carolina, you traitor. <laughs> I can't wait till the day uh, you move to North Carolina. <laughs> Benedict Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back on Jeopardy. Donna comes to update Steve and says they dismissed a lot of people who didn't pass the first test. And so they're just waiting on Brandon and Claire to come back out. And Steve is very, you know, whatever about Claire. He's not happy with her. And, and he says it's because he doesn't like the way she broke up with David. Mm. Steve and David are they're tight. So tight. Steve was also fine making out with Claire in their unreal world yeah. thing, but yeah. okay, okay. Right in front of David. He cares. David's filming. He cares about David's feelings. <laughs> David, who professed his love to another woman in front of everyone, including Claire. Yeah. So then Brandon and Claire come out arguing. Claire is accusing him of cheating, and he calls Claire pretentious. He calls her all sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, with a French accent. Yeah. And they're, they decide... They're really cool in the 90s with everybody calling each other the B word. Yeah, I know. It's like their favorite thing. <laughs> it really is. They love it. So they decide they're going to settle this once and for all. They're going to go mano a mano, one-on-one in Jeopardy and see who wins. Mm-hmm. At Dylan's house, Valerie comes by with Hannah to say hi to Dylan. And Dylan's like, who gave you this baby? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question. It's a great question. Yeah, she says she just wanted to stop by and arouse his parental instincts or whatever else can be aroused. (laughs) I get it. 
Jesse then walks in the room and immediately zero to a hundred. Yeah, He's flies so off the rails. Mad yeah. That Hannah left Valerie. That sorry, Andrea left Hannah with Valerie. Right. Um, and he just assumes that it's because Andrea was going to beat Peter. To go with Peter. Yeah. He says, here she is dropping Hannah off with somebody she barely even knows. And I was like, that is a fair point. They have friends in common, but they have spoken to each other maybe twice. Yeah. 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 And Valerie, Valerie's offended. She's like, I'm doing you a favor, bud. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so he again tries to get dylan to tell him more about andrea but then dylan's like maybe you should just leave like this is what i didn't want didn't want to be in the middle maybe you should just leave and uh jesse does he takes hannah and he says so much for not taking sides yeah which is such a stupid thing to say because like obviously He's a whiny baby obviously in this everybody in the opening yeah. credits of this show is going to be on andrea's side regardless of the situation so it's like you know yep at the peach pit after dark brayden and claire are they've got the stage set up steve's asking them the questions they've got little uh you know hotel bells to ring in when they know the answer mm-hmm. and andrea arrives as they're doing this and she sits in the audience with Kelly. It's just, I mean, it's just the two of them right, sitting, yeah. watching this happen. There's not an actual audience. And Kelly says Valerie's not there yet. Kelly suggests, well, at first she asks, you know, didn't you apply to be on Jeopardy? And she's like, yeah, and I heard back. And so Kelly stops them and is like, you guys should let Andrea join. There's yeah, usually three people three on Jeopardy. game. Toss Andrea in the mix. Yeah. And Andrea proceeds to trounce them. She does. She yep. knows every single answer. Yep. At one point, Brandon rings in first, but just because he wanted to get in first. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know the answer. I just wanted. <laughs> yeah. Wanted to have I felt. I felt. Uh, I felt pretty good because I used the word trounce in my notes, and then they said the word trounce. <gasps> there you go. I was like, wow, you should be on college Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Or yeah. I guess fully grown adult Jeopardy. You could be. Yeah. On. No. <laughs> And then they, Claire says something very insulting that she's like, I just got, we just got trounced by a housewife. Like, that's not a, she's not just a housewife. Whoa, Claire. She's also a college student who works at a hospital. She's basically a full doctor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then Valerie pulls Andrea aside to tell her what happened with Jesse. Yeah, and and again, I don't really get Valerie's game because she's, she blows it way out of proportion. She's like, yeah, Jesse's probably going to go to a lawyer and get you thrown in jail. I think that's what I he know. wants. She's just really, yeah. and I don't understand. Again, I guess it's just to like stir the pot, but like, I don't get yeah. it. I don't get why. And then after Andrea leaves upset, Valerie, like everyone's like, what did you say? And she's like, oh, I just told her, I think Jesse's going to file for divorce. <laughs> she said, so nonchalantly right you don't watch you don't watch bob's burgers but i'm gonna say this because maybe our listeners do okay um valerie is like the librarian in bob's burgers played by billy eichner who is just constantly he's just there to stir the pot and what and watch the fire burn so that's that's how i feel about i don't i don't watch bob burger bob's burgers but i once got you a bob's burgers monopoly game so it's true it's kind of still have it probably unplayed a, is it unplayed behind, you can tell i me. i think it is unplayed okay. eric's not really into monopoly nah. you know monopoly with two people yeah yeah there's, so. gonna, there's gonna be a winner and there's gonna be a loser in a game like that you know <laughs> yep that's how it works so andrea so then there she's back at her house with jesse and she says that she wasn't with peter as she said, that was that's over. She's not with Peter anymore. She went to go see a lawyer because she is scared that Jesse is building this case against her and going to try and take Hannah from mm-hmm. her. Yep. So just escalating, you know, they're both escalating the situation. Oh, they are. And then she screams at him that she wants her daughter back tomorrow and she kicks him out of the apartment. Right. Because he, he was going to his mother's. Yeah. He was taking Hannah to... His, his mom's, yeah. Yeah, okay. so I guess Hannah's still there, but Jesse is uh, at the apartment yeah. with her. Ooh. But yeah, she kicks him out. 
It's an intense scene. It is. Good yeah. acting from mm-hmm. Gabrielle Cartieras yeah, in this yeah. scene. At Kelly Donna Claire's, the Chancellor calls for um, Claire, and Donna answers, and Donna Claire doesn't want to talk to him, so she makes an excuse. Um, so that Man. Claire doesn't have to talk to him. I would love to see the numbers on Tori Spelling's suspenders budget for this season because every time she's got a fresh pair. Yeah. She really does. <laughs> so many suspenders. So many. Claire, you know, she doesn't want to talk about Jeopardy anymore. She said she feels like she's under a lot of pressure. And then we have, it's it's like a daydream, I guess. I guess, We just yeah. like go into dreamland and she's playing jeopardy and all the categories are brandon related so Kendra, it's like twins i wrote them down are oh, you ready oh you did excellent minnesota studs walsh's twins hot guys uh chancellor's lackeys presidents and potent potables no i made the last one up but all the other <laughs> ones all the other ones were real yeah excellent so then, you know, every answer, the question is, who is Brandon Walsh? Who is Brandon Walsh? Walsh, yeah. Yeah. And she wins a Brandon Walsh. She did her very own. Her very yeah. own Brandon Walsh. But then the chancellor comes in and says, I need I need Brandon to, for an important Whatever, thing. Yeah. He takes mm-hmm. Brandon away and she's going to get guessed on yeah, instead. Who's, who's a real spindly dude in like a beret and he like flicks his tongue at her. It's so it very funny. It was very funny. That guy was, was not listed on IMDb, but I wanted to give him props because he really <laughs> made the most of that silent cameo. Yeah. At Andrea's the next day, Brandon arrives with bagels and muffins and all sorts of stuff to basically thank her for saving him and Claire from themselves yes. and being stupid mm-hmm. as they were. Andrea then tells Brandon about the affair, and he doesn't say, he doesn't throw Kelly under the bus. Yeah. He doesn't say, like, oh, I know. Yeah. So they talk about that a little bit, and, you know, she brings up that they both cheated and says, you know, there's something wrong with me, and there must have been something wrong from the beginning yeah. with this relationship if this happened. This, this was the other scene where she's really acknowledging the weird path this character's been on. You know, when she's like, at some point, I just started backing away from things like Yale. Yeah. Well, and Brandon paper, says, and, you know. Brandon says, ever since high school, you haven't seemed happy. Yeah, true. True enough. Yeah. And Brandon gives her a little pep talk, says she's a remarkable person. Hugs and kisses. Mm-hmm. On the lips. Nice little scene. I can't remember. Yes. Okay. Yes. Full, full lip kiss. Okay. Yes. Okay. At Kelly Donna Claire's, David comes over and says he's looking for Kelly. <laughs> Claire answers the door. And uh, basically she says, you know, don't don't come over looking for Donna and pretend that you're looking for Kelly. You know, if you want to be with Donna, you know, just do it. Yeah. But don't lie. Mm-hmm. So Donna is getting out of the shower and... Ray calls, David answers, and I thought David was going to be kind of a jerk and, you know, hang oh, up hang and up pretend or yeah. that, yeah, not let her talk to Ray, but he does give her the phone, and Ray was having a tough time, his truck broke down, and he, you know, had to hitchhike to get to this hotel or whatever happened, and that's why Donna hasn't been able to get in touch with him. And she, he asks her to come to Portland for spring break because he's going to be there doing some shows. Mm-hmm. And she's very excited. She is. She's pumped. Mm-hmm. After she hangs up, she tells David that she's super relieved. She was ex- suspecting the worst. Then she says that she feels bad about Claire and David breaking up. And he says, it's fine. And she says, well, I told her you and I are just good friends. There's nothing friends. romantic between you and I at all. Nothing. Even though we were making out in the last episode. Right. And you openly admitted you're in love with me. Other than that, though, platonic. Nothing. So then David says he's also going to Portland for spring break and maybe yes. they could hang out yes. in Portland. He's, he says he's going to visit his mom in Portland. And I don't think we've had a mention of David's mom since the real early Mel and Jackie stuff where it it's was been like, a while. it was like some Christmas thing where Mel still spent Christmas with David's mom and, but we've never yeah. seen her and she's rarely mentioned. 
Mm-hmm. Back at Jeopardy, Claire and Brandon have dropped out, I guess. And yeah, they which is are lame. I don't like that. I think that's stupid. stupid. Yeah, so stupid. And they are bringing Andrea there so she can take the test and get on the show. Yep. Brandon says, it could have been us. And Claire's like, yeah, that could have been us. Which I thought was a double meaning, like mm-hmm. they could have been together oh, kind of thing. Oh, maybe they I still will be. Maybe there's maybe, time. Maybe. Back at Dylan's, Jesse comes back to get Hannah's diaper bag, which was left there, and says, again, I, I want to know what happened. I need you to tell me the details. And Dylan says, you know, you're so busy trying to protect yourself that you're not even trying to work it out. Right. You guys need to just get it together and work it out. He doesn't want to be in the middle of it. Yeah. And that speaks to Jesse. It does. Back at Jeopardy. Andrea is sitting in the desk. She's getting ready to take the test. And we get a little flashback Mm. to little tiny Andrea with her Barbie, sitting with Grandma Rose, watching Jeopardy, getting the answers correct. History is is Barbie's favorite subject, by the way. Yes, it's a Lewis and Clark question about... Yes, that's important. Thomas Jefferson sending Lewis and Clark on this voyage. Yep. And Grandma Rose says, well, tell Barbie she can do anything she puts her mind to. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a wrap And she can. Do you know how many careers Barbie's had? A lot. So many. She's a renaissance woman. So many. She is. After the test, Jesse and Hannah are waiting for Andrea when she gets out. Oh, so cute. Andrea thinks that she aced it. And Jesse is contrite. He says, you know, I don't know. I don't know much, but I know that I love you and I really want to come home. And all is forgiven. You think? Yeah. They're good now. Okay. All right. (laughs) No, I don't know, but they do kiss. Yeah. And then we get a one month later. I know. And that was very. This is the first time that's ever happened. That's what I wrote, too. I don't think we've seen any kind of because it's an epilogue, essentially. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it was kind of weird. One month later, everybody's at the Peach Pit. They're watching Jeopardy. Andrea did not tell them if she won or not. Yeah. But then we hear the question, and it is basically the opposite of the question that she heard with Grandma Rose. Yeah, the first question was like, who did Thomas Jefferson send on this expedition? And and this one is what president sent Lewis and Clark on this expedition. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the other way around, but yes, basically. Okay, okay. and we just see Andrea smile because she knows she got the right I like, answer. Yeah, I like the result. I like that we don't have like, a, oh, you did win. Congratulations. Because if you win College Jeopardy, do you actually get money or is it like a... a scholarships? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Well, either way. I wasn't selected, so I <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. All right. Well, that's the episode. Okay. Well, what did you think? What's your verdict? Uh, It was good. Okay. It was good. Yeah, I like right. Jeff. I like Jeopardy. It's good. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad that they're. You know, I'm glad that at the end of the last episode, Andrea did not tell Jesse. So I thought it was going to be a whole like she took. He told her about his affair, but she doesn't tell him. But that was quickly, you know, resolved. Yeah. Uh, I, this is not sitting right with me though. I really like. <sighs> Jesse admits that he had an affair, which I think was totally made up after the fact, just from the writer's yeah. standpoint. Yeah. And then we don't have to see Andrea say, like, not only did I have an affair, but I had a long-term sustained affair in which I tried to leave you and was rejected. Like, we don't get <laughs> yeah. that conversation at all. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like a false equivalency, and I don't really like it. I think it would have been much better to just let Andrea sort of sit in this mistake, you know? Yeah. I think they're trying to build her back up, though. I I think they are too, but I think they could still do that by saying like, yeah, she did some really dumb things. Let's see her get it back on the rails. But here they're kind of be like, who remembers what happens, right? I yeah. mean, everybody yeah. was screwing around, you know. So I think that's lame. Yeah, there was a lot of like retconning, I felt, yeah. in this episode, just in different ways. So uh, not, not the best episode, but I still yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, it was good movement, particularly for Andrea, I would say. I mean, it was needed to say how much she's changed since yeah. the early days. I mean, that that 
having that expressed kind of takes the wind out of the sails of criticizing that because now it's like part of the narrative that she is not what she used to be. I think that's helpful. Kind of nice for Claire to have a plot. Uh, something yeah. that's not just like, you know, David and I are uh, going to make a movie on campus. You know, I, she had something. We're going to look for aliens. Right. That kind of spoke to her character initially that she's just a, like brilliant kid, you know. So, yeah, I liked it. I'm fine with it. You know, I like the Dylan Jesse stuff. I like Dylan's whole thing and all of this. I like where Dylan is. Again, kind of I'm loving Dylan's look. I feel like where yeah. it changes just a little every time, but yeah. he's got this like double suave hair. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yep. Well, you never met a Luke Perry you didn't like, Kendra, if we're being honest. That's true. And I That's think true. honesty is required of 902. And here we go. <laughs> what is your 90210 snap? Uh, I'm going to give it to the scene where Andrea yells at Jesse to get Same. out. Same. The whole, like, I want my daughter back. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you choose something else? It's got to be that. Yeah. It's intense. Woo. Okay. Well, the intensity is going to continue next week with season five, episode 26, a song for my mother. Uh, and until then, you can catch me every other week on This Andorian Life, a Star Wars podcast for the Radio Meanwhile Network. Our most recent episode featured Hillary, the host of Previously on X-Men. I know her. I know. And you got name dropped a couple of times, Kendra, because there was wow. some outlandish and cute animals in this episode. And I know that's your bag when it comes to the Ewoks cartoon. Love uh, it. What about you, Kendra? What's new? Oh, not much. Just uh, still doing the things. I'm Miss MissMeesBucks91 on Twitter. And I have a website and an Etsy page, Miss Music Box Crafts. Yeah. And I am the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like. You sure are. Where we talk 90s music. Most recently, we talked about the song Connected by Stereo MCs. Okay. I so, don't. Well, I, over there. Is that a song that, like, when it starts playing, I'll be like, oh, this song? Or is I it don't know. Kind of a deep I don't cut? know. I know it because of Eric. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to check it out and let you know next time right here at 902 and here we go. That was good. That was a good outro. Thank you.